Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh, hey, I'm Cass and I'm Abby. Welcome to the Millennium Guide. We are your survival guide on how to be a millennial. You mean barely surviving, right? Yeah, hold on tight. It's going to be a wild ride. Let's do this, guys. Hey, Cass. Hey, Abby. How are you today? I am pretty excited for today. That's one thing. I'm peaking today because today we're talking about sex and I love talking about sex and I love sex, which is why we have Georgia with us. Hello, Georgia. Hey, Abby and Cass. How are you? Good, thank you. We're better now that you're here, let me tell you. (laughs) Good. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. I also love speaking about sex, so I feel like yeah, this girl. is going to be a fun chat. So, Georgia, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a certified sex educator and coach, which sounds super fancy. Yeah, yeah. So I work with individuals, couples and groups, and I basically support people in having the fulfilling sex that they want and need and running a range of workshops and um, speaking at events, as well as I've just come on board as We Vibes Australian Ambassador. For oh, congratulations. Yeah, it's really exciting because it's a, a brand that I've loved and trusted and actually recommended to many of my clients for years. So mm. to be working with them is really exciting. Oh, so, I love WeVibe. Cass, do you yeah. know what WeVibe is? I don't. Oh, you're about to learn. Okay. Can I just like point out like this whole like sex type of stuff is something that I only, I got into it late. Like I was a late bloomer. So I mm. never knew about like a sex shop until I met my best friend Mariah and she took me. Shout to out sex- to Mariah. <laughs> <laughs> she took me to my first sex shop maybe when I was like 21, 22 mm. maybe. And that mm. was when I discovered like vibrators and life. And, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and like, yeah, so I only recently I started like, learning about this kind of stuff when my friends all started getting into long-term relationships all that kind of stuff like it's I find it very very interesting so what mm. is this like is a we vibe is that what you called it we vibe yeah what is it? We've a brand. Um, yeah, it's it's a brand out of um, pleasure toys. And I feel like they're actually revolutionising the way we speak about sex um, and understand sex as they basically market and create toys for couples as well as, you know, you can use them in solo pleasure. But um, their, their marketing and their brand is to be used um, with couples. So they've got a range of products from all bodies, all shapes, and sizes so that people can essentially get 
the the toy and the pleasure that is right for them. They also have a range of products that can be synced up to apps. So whether you're in a long distance relationship or perhaps you just want to try something new, you want to experiment with a new way of having sex, you can sync up both of your toys to this app and you can really control and experiment and explore different sensations in a really smooth and effortless way through this new technology. Um, But also they have this really exciting technology called Pleasure Air technology. So this is for... I don't know, very exciting. What? It's um, with the new toy Melt. So pretty much it's a new experience that, that you can share together. Uh, and this uh, gives the sensation of sort of really subtle or light um, air vibrations that stimulate the clitoris so some liken it to the sensation or the feeling of someone going down on you Um, but others it's just for for a different kind of sensation perhaps for people who don't like direct stimulation of vibrations on their clitoris because the clitoris is a a highly sensitive organ with 8,000 nerve endings that some stimulation can feel way too intense for people so This Pleasure Air technology provides that answer to people who do like clitoral stimulation um, but perhaps need something a bit more gentle or perhaps want to explore the variety in sensation because there's something like 10 different levels of intensity. So whether you want really a really soft sensation or perhaps more intense vibrations or um, the the air pleasure technology, it really provides an opportunity for everyone to experience the sensation that works for their body. Wow. I think that uh, especially sex toys in general, it's a whole nother world. I think it's one of those things couples either really enjoy them or singles or whoever really enjoy them. And then there's some people that have never tried them, never heard of them, never approached them, not known where to, you know, purchase any or what ones to use. What are the best? What do you um. use them for? Blah, blah. What would be your tips into kind of introducing sex toys into either your relationship or even just learning about them um, personally if, if you're not comfortable to introduce them yet? That's a really great question. And I do work with this a lot because um, we have this understanding that sex is just between two people and that those two people should give each other enough pleasure to make everyone feel satisfied, fulfilled, and hopefully climax at the end. But that's just not the case for many people, that it does take a bit of exploration, a bit of curiosity. Sometimes toys can bring an added element of excitement and play, uh, but also an equal access to pleasure. Because we have this idea that, um, this very heteronormative idea, that sex is a penis inside of a vagina, um, it leaves out many people who don't have sex in this way. And it also completely ignores the <laughs> Sorry, you've lost gas. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happened. She's got the giggles. <laughs> giggles are good, you know. We, it's good to laugh during sex. Sex is awful. And it's funny and it's clunky and you make weird sounds. So thank you for confirming that. (laughs) Don't worry, Cass. I laugh all the time. (laughs) Uh, I I think like I remember like the first time I um had sex. I like to be honest, like it was such a great experience. It was like my second or third experience of it. 
I truly understood what it meant to have awkward sex. Like, is it mm. queefing? Like queefing? It was the first yeah. time I ever experienced it and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This is what it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It's natural to laugh at the sound of a queef because it sounds funny. So it's hilarious. <laughs> you and, and it's people. involuntary most of the time. <laughs> really? no, yeah, you can't control a queef because essentially it's the the sound of air escaping that's just been sort of pushed inside of you. It's escaping. So you can't control that sound from not coming out. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that Cass has got her giggles out, continue. <laughs> and you can giggle more, Cass. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, watch me. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> will be. <laughs> um, so, if you are, there are a few things you can do if you are perhaps a newbie to buying a sex toy. Um, the first is to figure out who is it for. So, is it for you? Is it for your partner or partners? Is it for you to use with your partner at the same time? Um, and then once you've decided who's it for, then that will give you a sense of um, perhaps where you will want it to stimulate. So is it to stimulate a vulva or a penis or an anus or is it to stimulate breasts or your neck? So is it internal or external stimulation that you want or is it the body, the whole body or is it the genitals? Mm. then when so when will you be Cass is like so many options (laughs) (laughs) there are and that's the really exciting thing that we have this idea that a sex toy is just you know that big phallic veiny penis that we see in um, sex shops but there is so much new technology out there at the moment and there is so such a variety of options that there are these really beautiful sleek pleasure items that um, you can invest in, that you can feel proud of because they don't represent genitals anymore. They represent an addition to the sexual experience. So, yeah, there, there is many, many um, toys out there for all different people, all different bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm and and like, there's, wow. <laughs> what was that? I know I'm just like I find it so interesting like because the Mm. way you're like so like I come from a very typical ethnic family where these types of topics are quite taboo and Mm -hmm. like I was recently dating a guy and my mum asked me after we broke up did you guys have sex and I was like what do you think we were together for like nearly six months and she's like (gasps) so I hear the way that you articulate it like it's got like no taboo you you speak about sex as if it's, you know, got no pressure associated from it or it's not a topic that has any, um, like, social restrictions when it comes to talking about it. So I'm just finding it so interesting listening to it because I come from a obviously different side of it when, you know, I can talk about it with my friends sometimes. Like sometimes I even sometimes find it a little bit awkward because I've been in this upbringing of, mm. no, no, you don't talk about it. No, be careful with what you say. You can do it, but don't tell anybody about it kind of situation. And I remember even the first time I ever went to a sex shop and I told my mom, my God, I think she got like <laughs> holy water and wanted to like spray me like <laughs> there was no tomorrow. But, like, I just love listening to the way that you articulate it because I find it so refreshing because 
there is such this, I don't know, like from your own experience, like there's such a strong social, um, like how would I, how would you say it? Like it's like people pull back on the topic mm. and they still talk about it as if it's got like slut shaming or you should be ashamed still to have, be having sex. Like where I'm in my mid-20s, so is Abby. And even till today, like, you know, I find that there's a restriction when you speak about sex, what you can, what you can't, should you say it, shouldn't you say it. Mm. Even with my old partner, like, you know, we like we barely spoke about it. We just did. And um, and when we tried to speak about it, it was a little bit awkward. So I'm just finding it so refreshing. So do you come across a lot of people when you do your educational kind of stuff um, that they do find it uncomfortable talking about it or they feel a pressure behind sex? Absolutely. You know, if you're speaking about sex for the first time, it's like if I were to ask you to speak German for the first time, it's a completely new language. And if you haven't practiced or you haven't had these conversations with people before, then it will feel awkward. And of course, we bring our own shame or our own stigma to the conversation around sex, if that's what we've known sex to be. And Mm. it is the narrative and the experience for many many, many people because sex does have a great amount of shame and a great amount of stigma. And we do, we have our own cultural and religious and social beliefs that, that come with it too. So, you know, when I'm running a workshop, for example, I run a workshop in um, Sydney every month on female pleasure and it sells out every month. We have uh, a group of 50 people, mostly women, but some men do come along too. And Good. They need to learn. Yes, everyone. Everyone needs to <laughs> learn. Um, but the it's really uh, fascinating to see that at the beginning of the workshop, everyone is slightly you know, giggly and awkward and nervous. And, you know, some people are are really, really excited to be there, but the majority, it's quite new and it's really radical for them. But after two hours, by the end of the workshop, after having open conversations that they've never had before with a group or, or, and also a group of strangers, the room completely changes. Everyone is more grounded, more settled, more confident, more comfortable. That you know, that is just two hours. But even just two hours of speaking speaking openly about sex can really change the way people um, feel or respond or behave when the topic the topic of sex is brought up. I have a random question. Well, it's not really random because it kind of aligns with this. So recently what well, The Bachelor was on and there was the whole Abby um, scandal. Well, it's not really a scandal, but there was this whole backlash that she got for exerting her sexuality and having mm. the confidence to, you know, kiss a guy or make out with a guy, lie on top of a guy, grind, whatever the case might be. What are your views on how that has been interpreted? Like, do you feel as though she faced too much backlash for exerting her sexuality and being confident with that? Mm. And you think like maybe people are just jealous that she has that confidence level or well, I'd love to know what your views would be on that. Mm. Ultimately, uh, as a society, and this is a great example that we saw play out in Australian media, um, 
there is a great amount of shame put on the sexual, the sensual, the confident and the liberated woman, as was seen in Abby's case. And the backlash and the abuse that she received, even just on social media, for being sexually open and inquisitive and um, admitting her sexual attraction or or even just kissing Matt, that uh, is was so wrong to treat a human in that way. And yeah, it's fascinating to see how that played out and how people have responded to um, the actions that that her and another person he didn't get much backlash yeah for, for funny isn't it that. yeah so the, the sexually liberated and confident woman um is often subjected to to shame and abuse which mm. uh it, it, we really need to change and we need to have open discussions around that and to educate people on perhaps their instant responses to how Abby or to Abby's desires or or what she did on the show and to also know that those shows are heavily produced that mm. the the contestants or the people on the show are um, encouraged to do things or to say things or we we see a, a really um, small amount of what actually goes on but in that we need to be kind and empathetic and open to people's sexual desires or needs especially when it is large scale on Australian TV. Yeah, and I guess you have to remember she was dating this guy. Mm. So Mm -hmm. if we're taking them out of this situation and we're chucking them into the real world, you know, those conversations would happen. It would be like, yes, I have a sexual attraction to you, but just because it's been done in front of a camera, she's been, you know, branded as a slut and, you know, all these kind of things. It's just, yeah, it's fascinating. It's like everybody wants the good girl, you know, the girl next door, the Mm -hmm. quiet one. It's like, but... Mm. come on <laughs> and then and then we have these sexual projections in advertisement or in music yes. or on social yeah. media that sex the sex of a woman's body sells everything so yes. it's really impossible to win as a sexual woman because or to even just feel safe as a sexual woman because of what we're constantly subjected to um these double standards you know you can be sexual here but oh god don't um even yeah. desire desire or want sex or speak about um, your desire for another human being. So there's so many contradictions and it isn't safe for women who are openly sexual. No, which is scary. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Mm, it is, yeah. It's really scary. And even going back to Cass's point, like Cass, Cass grew up in a very, you know, I don't know. I'm calling you an ethnic family. <laughs> yeah, it's a very traditional but, ethnic family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like I I grew up in a different way, so I'm quite comfortable talking about sex. But I'm very conscious that I wait for my friends to come to me first and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Oh, yes. Well, you know, this position is quite good for this, <laughs> and quite good for that, and this toy is particularly nice." Like, 
describe it for you online if you like. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so curious, like, there's lots of things I think in school and growing up and that kind of thing and even going through you know, you're not taught you're not taught how to you know manage your sexuality and I think it's all about that kind of thing that every single female and male comes into sexuality at a different age a different period of their life a different experience mm. but I think it's getting comfortable to talk about it and sex isn't as taboo as it as people think it needs to be mm. and I think especially in a relationship or a, a new relationship mm-hmm. it's one of those found foundation factors like I don't believe that sex should make or break a relationship and it's like you know that's just my my personal belief mm-hmm. in that my partner is my best friend if for some reason he couldn't have sex anymore in his life you know I'd survive mm-hmm. because of toys now mm-hmm. let's be honest mm-hmm. but it's just fascinating to me that nobody still it's 2019 and people aren't comfortable to say I have sex mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And that's really, you know, we're, we're in a sexual revolution at the moment. And Good. it has been jarring for many people that, you know, we've come from this place of severe shame and fear around speaking about sex. And now where they thanks to the many movements that have been um, happening in the, in the past few years, that sex we are speaking about it. It's being reported on. Um, there's more conversation about it. But because there hasn't been education or there haven't been reforms to support people in receiving useful education around sex and pleasure, there there is now this shame that we can't you don't have the language to speak about sex because you haven't been taught but there's an expectation that you know we're all sexually liberated that we can speak about sex now it's safe for women to speak about sex ish um but because there haven't actually been any really foundational changes in how we're taught about sex we don't have the language for it it's this tricky time at the moment that there there's an openness but there's also just a, a great lack of knowledge yeah because mm. I think even in school if you think about it you're taught especially as a female I can only obviously speak from a female perspective you're basically taught how to not get an STD and how to not get pregnant exactly yeah yes that's, that's it, it. And it is, we learn all about the internal reproductive organs, but nothing about the external pleasure organs. Whereas when it's sex ed for men or people with penises, it's, uh, you know, they learn about ejaculation and wet Mm. dreams and, you know, more of the, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. And um, that that really needs a change. And there are a few organisations and even a few schools that are taking on that education and they are supporting young people, but it's very, it's still quite rare. A lot of what men are taught is their sexuality, sex for them is more acceptable, but for us as a female, it's, you know, do it if you want, but do it at your own discretion, but don't, you know, don't be doing it. Don't be telling anyone yeah. about it. Mm. Yeah, I find it so interesting. Yes. So I'd love to learn three tips on how oh, as she's a woman, sitting up now. She's sitting no, up now. She's, she's excited. Um, <laughs> I'd love to learn what are your top three tips when it comes to sex and um, hmm, maybe intimacy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Wow, that is. I was like, three. <laughs> Just three? Is it? Have you got three hours? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess so. To tie it in with what we've been speaking about today, that could be a way to limit it to three because really, you know, there are, there is so much that can be done. Um, so the first thing would be education. What can you do to learn about it in a way that is right for you? Maybe that is uh, following someone on Instagram who promotes um, positive sexuality or... Mm. Everybody go follow Georgia. That'd be my <laughs> biggest tip. I think your Instagram is like at G-Spot. It is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah it's G-Spot. Yes, you'll find me there. Um <laughs> Yeah, so to really educate, to be in situations, it might be that you go to a workshop or that you um, invest in some good literature that that is um, inspiring or useful to you. But if you can learn as much as you want about sex in a way that feels comfortable and exciting and pleasurable and useful for you, um, that can be the best way to, to feel like you have um, a connection or an awareness of your sexuality. The next would be communication. So practice speaking about sex, communicating is whether that is with your best friends or maybe it is writing a journal, communicating with yourself about sex and maybe it is also speaking with the person or the people that you're having sex with. So that if you can practice it, as I've said before, you know, it is a language, it takes practice, it takes awkwardness and fumbling and possibly saying the wrong thing and then figuring out the right way to say it, but practicing communication so that you can ask for what you want, you can negotiate consent, you can check in with someone else's boundaries, um, can support you in having fulfilling sex and, and getting the most out of um, your sex life and your sexuality. I have a question on that quickly. Yes, please. For instance, I think a lot of women especially struggle to uh, articulate what they do and don't like in bed. Yeah. So, for instance, I would question because I think it's hard for females because there's so much going on, there's so many spots, there's so many things to hit that I think some guys can get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I have to preface with saying because my partner does listen to this, you're doing great, (laughs) Matt. Don't worry, we're sorted. (laughs) But how do you say to somebody, what you're doing is shit Mm -hmm. and this isn't working for me? Mm -hmm. Like in that communication phase, you don't want to say to someone, Mm -hmm. you're really shit in bed. Mm -hmm. You say, hey, Mm -hmm. like how do you say to them, that's Mm -hmm. not it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're not close. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and that, and as you said, you know, the, the the anatomy of someone with the vulva or a woman is not as out in the open as a penis is. So it does take some communication and some education. Uh, what I speak to regularly is um, you are responsible for your own pleasure. So mm. someone else isn't going to know that they're not hitting the right spot or they're not touching you in the right way if you don't tell them. and. That may mean that you need to learn about your own body. So whether that is self-pleasure or masturbation or investing in a great toy that you love. Um, But you need to know about what turns you on and what feels good for you in order to communicate it. And then when it gets to that stage of communicating it, 
in, instead of going in it and saying, you know, the way you're touching me is wrong or that feels shit, uh, that yeah. you're not it's going to... It's frustrated in yeah. the moment. You're like, just stop. Like, yes. none of this is working. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and that there, there is sometimes a place for that. Sometimes you can get frustrated and say, this isn't working, let's stop. And then sometimes it might be, um, can you touch me in this way? Can you touch me here? Uh and, and it could be opening up the conversation. So how, asking them, how do you want to be touched? Uh, so then they might even use that language and ask you, how do you want to be touched? Or you could ask them, how do you want to touch me? That, that your body can, it, when it isn't within a consensual, respectful relationship, that um, your body can be a great source of pleasure for someone to touch your body. So if you can open up the conversation and to take responsibility for your pleasure, then it's no longer on your partner or partners to get it right because they probably won't. Yeah, they they probably won't know how to touch you because they they're not they don't know what your body feels like for you. So that being as direct and open and communicative as possible will actually support you in receiving the touch that you want to need and it can be challenging and it does take practice yep it does <laughs> okay so your first tip was education education communication, communication. and then your third and and the third which which I actually spoke about um just then was you are responsible for your own pleasure that mm. it, it's not selfish it's uh, not selfish to know what you want it's not it's not and it's not um wrong and I guess we don't really uh value pleasure as an important aspect of living we're always saying oh how have you been oh, I've been so busy I've been working so much I've been running around like crazy but we we don't value those pleasurable moments so if maybe masturbation or investing in a sex toy is too much for you just now maybe pleasure is going um, to get a massage or to draw a bath and put rose petals in it or to put your feet in the sand that if you can take responsibility for things that give you pleasure every single day you will start to invite more pleasure into your body I love that that is so wise I have to say (laughs) it's true the more you get comfortable even with a massage think about it Mm. like it's somebody don't know for instance you're still getting comfortable with somebody touching you yes and then at least you know okay well maybe I'd be happy with my partner to try this or Mm. do that or that Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm. and maybe if the a massage is your thing that's where you could practice asking for the type of touch you want so could you Mm -hmm. go deeper on my shoulders or could you go softer on my feet or can you go up and down my back that communicating yeah. about the touch that you want to receive you know it doesn't even have to be sexual it could be your friend yeah, giving exactly. you an arm tickle exactly 100%. it just opens that door a little bit to say look it's okay to be in touch with your body and know what you like or what you don't like yes and it is yeah. good for you to feel pleasure it's good to know because then it gives you like a liberated feeling as well just as an individual that you know your body Mm -hmm. you know what works you know what doesn't Mm -hmm. and you know what you need to be satisfied right exactly and then you will ultimately start having more fulfilling sex 100 percent 
Mm. And that's the thing. I mean, we, we sort of spoke about it at, in the beginning, but if you... This is where we were supposed to go with this chat, but we've just had <laughs> the biggest tangent and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Good. literally. Good. Right. I'm glad. Yeah, but it is, you know, what sometimes you may not be um, reaching orgasmic states or climax with a partner and that's where you start to introduce other things that bringing in and inviting sex toys that is still sex there is nothing wrong with you or the person that you're having sex with it's just exploring different sensations and ultimately if it makes you feel good then why not yeah I agree as somebody who uses sex toys regularly in my relationship with my partner I have to say I don't know if I could go back to not using them Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's groundbreaking yes it is (laughs) and and for people out there who perhaps you know I work with a lot of women who are who have never experienced climax um, Mm. because the sex that they're having is penetrative sex so that is completely leaving the clitoris out of the equation which for the majority of women and people with vulvas need clitoral stimulation in order to experience climax so if that's the case for you if you haven't climaxed or you haven't reached orgasm maybe look at how you're masturbating or investing in a sex toy to use with a partner and communicating to them if it is in partnered play that there's you know there's nothing wrong with the sex that they're having but it's just that you want to feel pleasure or you want to experience different kinds of sensation because it is a really useful tool in allowing for women to feel orgasmic and to to come during sex Can I just make one point and I want to ask as it's a personal question, but whatever, I I don't already overshare enough. Do you find with with toys, I find I can have different kinds of orgasms with different kinds of toys on different kinds of stimulation. Yes. And by that, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like either an internal orgasm or external blended multiple? Yes. Right. That's the thing. So, Again, I'm going to overshare. <laughs> and it's the point that so potentially you orgasm once in sex and it's one type and then five minutes later it's a different type, five minutes later it's a different type, five minutes later it's a different type. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that, yeah. My partner's like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know, keep going, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good, whatever. Um, yeah, so that and that's the case for um, women is that we can have multiple orgasms that it, yeah. it, unlike a penis after um, it ejaculates or comes it um, there's a refractory period where it, it may be too intense or they can't get erect again they can't have sex but it's not the case for women and people with vulvas that yeah. you can have multiple and blended and different types of orgasms and yes toys can support that that stimulation um, in allowing mm-hmm. for that to happen also considering where it's stimulating so is it external stimulation is it stimulating the clitoris or is it internal stimulating stimulation is it stimulating the g-spot or the a-crest or um you know any other of the erogenous zones that you have in your genitals um yeah so looking at options are endless they really are they really are and you can do a lot with just one toy you can (laughs) abby's like 
No, I'm not going to lie to you. After we, you know, wrap up this chat, I'm going to go on the WeVibe website and I'm going to purchase something for Cassandra. I'm going to ship it to her this week and it's going to be a surprise. You are a beautiful friend. Cass, close your ears, but Abby, I really recommend the melt. <laughs> it's I'm amazing. Like, you know what? I just Googled it and I'm like, <laughs> one for me, one for you. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. I've heard so many stories from women who have never climaxed before and then after using the melt that they have had incredibly orgasmic, rolling, undulating orgasms. So, yeah, highly recommend. Oh, Georgia, thank you so much. You are amazing. I can't wait to have you on again already because I feel like (laughs) this is something we should make like at least a monthly thing where we get you on to have a good old-fashioned chat about sex. I'd love to come on again. It's been an absolute pleasure. And just out of curiosity, for anybody listening, when is your next workshop and where can they get tickets? Sure. So my next workshop is actually not this Thursday, but next. So October 24th. Um, It's in Redfern at a place called Workshop. So you can either head to my Instagram, it's the, the link in my bio, or you can head to the workshop website. All the information is there. It's called Unlocking Female Orgasms. Ooh, maybe while I'm at it, I'll just buy Cass and I tickets to that too. Yeah, I'd love to see you there. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.